This is Fintech Unplugged with Suresh Vajani and me, Robert Cornish. So, here we are again. How are you doing, Suresh? Are you feeling no, good? No, I'm good. I actually thought, after speaking to Darren a few episodes back, yeah, yeah we need remember. to get back into the MasterCard offices yeah. to actually talk to the new guy, Eduardo. New guy? What's yes. he do? Did you listen to anything that Darren said? Not really. I was too busy concentrating myself, obviously. Okay, we're in now. Oh my God. It's a lovely building, isn't it? So Eduardo is now taking the mantle from Darren Deal. Ah. And actually, he's been tasked with growing the fintech division. That's Eduardo in there. Run, 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 run. <laughs> <laughs> we have Eduardo here. Hi, hi. <laughs> oh God, sorry. A bit out of breath. We were running a bit late. Sorry about that. So no Ed- Eduardo, very hi. nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Hi. hi nice so to nice. meet you nice too. To meet you. Welcome, welcome to our Thank offices. you, I mean, you can't escape because we're sitting on either yes, side of you. Yes, uh, you're blocking me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no guns. No North guns, America, no. no. I still feel trapped. <laughs> so if you're happy with what we talk about, you can yeah. say we're great. If you're not happy, you can blame Darren Deal. I will. Yes. I will. Okay. I, that's what I normally do anyway. Okay, so good. Okay. Good. It's good. Yeah. So we were told that you're kind of now responsible for leading this kind of what was formerly called prepaid. Yes. Formerly now known as got prepaid. a new name as... Fintech and EMI. Fintech and EMI. EMI. Yes. I like that. It's got a nice, nice modern feel. Yeah. 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 That's it's electronic good, yeah. money issues. Sorry, yes. Suresh. I know you're, you're a bit <laughs> I, I thought you were down. right on. I, I actually, didn't want to say. No, I actually no. said <laughs> yeah. that should be the new term for prepaid. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Fintech. No. EMI. <laughs> EMI. EMI. Yeah. EMI should be called. It's not about the product. It's exactly. about the, the type the of solution. Exactly. The solutions. When you say to someone electronic money, you have this perception, right? As opposed to prepaid. Anyway, we, we already... Yeah. We, we, we grew Darren. Let, let, let's, let's understand a bit about your, your background. So, Eduardo, yeah. Eduardo what, yeah, yeah. How, how was it stepping into Darren's shoes other than they were tiny? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, all jokes aside, no, it, it, it was really great. Obviously, Darren and, and the team have done an amazing job in, in this segment. And really, with Darren moving on, there was an opportunity to look at, okay, what do we want to do next? What, how do we want to embrace the, the new world of... Uh, the, the way I also like, like to refer to is non-traditional issuers. So anything that anybody wants to do something different in this space, how can MasterCard really work with them? So I've, I've taken over the role since October last year. It's been a roller coaster. It's been very interesting, but I think we are extremely well positioned as MasterCard and as the industry to really get to the next level, to, to the future. So to your question, how we was taking over for now, it's been really good. It's been really exciting working with this new player in the market. Yeah. So I've been with MasterCard for, I'm Italian, obviously, from the accent everybody can say. <laughs> so the capital of prepaid. The capital yeah. of prepaid, yes. actually, to be fair. But however, so I, most of my career I spent it in the UK. So I was with MasterCard for three years, based in London, looking after some of our largest issuer before that, and even before that in the commercial car space. Before uh, MasterCard was for 12 years with American Express. So I spent most of my career in the payment industry looking at more traditional players for a while and now uh, more excitingly looking at some of the new players in the market, which is fantastic. So and far. we were just going to say that, look, don't worry, if you if your views are different on Darren, we're yeah. not going to tell him. Thank you. you know, Thank you. That's fine. Whatever you say in front of us, Darren will never know. He will hear. never know. He will yeah. never know. It won't be published <laughs> anywhere. Yeah, and we promise not to tell him. And And... What is your vision for this this new division of MasterCard that, that formerly known as? Yeah. To me, we really need to continue the, the great work that has been done by Darren and the team, but it's really to think about, okay, the industry is changing, the landscape is changing. So 
for us, for us as Mastercard, being a large organization in an evolving industry is how do we adapt? So adapt is probably the key word for me when I look at the future of our team. And adapting doesn't mean to completely change the way we do business. Obviously, there are a lot of things that we are known for, trusted for, that should continue. But it's, it's all around how can we accelerate and be more nimble in a lot of the areas that we, we could look at around the pricing, around the licensing, around the, the whole servicing of those new organizations. So while my mantra is around let's continue growing as, as we've worked with the working with this new player like Darren has done, it's also about how can we accelerate or change some of those elements and show more flexibility. That's really what my the strategy for my next two years in role are going to be focused on. The team is growing as well. So we've got some members of the team that have been there for, for a couple of years now. They know the industry really well. I've got some new members of the team that bring with them the, the digital banks or those uh, uh, new players in the market that they've been working with for a while. And then we've got new people coming in. So for me, it's important to have a team that is balanced between the experience of working with some of the larger prepaid issuers, for example, as well as bringing in new blood of people that look at the industry with a different pair of eyes and challenge the thinking of the team. So that balance needs to be constantly kept, I think. It's easier said than done sometimes, but that's what my goal is. Okay, so we, we have this thing called the bin of confusion that we, we like to get questions from the, yep. the, the, the re- listeners. Uh, and as, I, as we point out, we, we've got some. So I'm going to dive in and I'll, 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 I'll pull out the first question here. And it's a question, of, oh, it's an interesting one. Do you have any predictions on what the industry and consumers can expect to see as the development of AI, artificial intelligence, and automation continues for 2019 and beyond. So, how how do you see this in the in the payments industry? The sort of this yeah. this new tech, this, uh, AI, and all the sort of stuff that's coming out of that. Yeah, I mean that's that's a very good question, and there is no denying. I think the future is AI, automation, API, and we as Mastercard we embrace that. So we want to move to a position where we feed API into our customer to help them deliver better solution to, to, to their customer, to their consumers. So what I see is that we are going to leverage this more and more to improve the, the ultimate customer journey. Where before there was a lot of human interaction, delays in decision making for the customer, this hopefully is going to move in, into a faster place by leveraging API and artificial intelligence. So if you, if you look at some example of some of the challenger banks, what they come up with around chatbots and the way they service their customer, mm-hmm. everything is immediate, everything is automated. And actually, we are seeing the industry, not only the payment industry, but all of the industry moving towards, towards that. Towards and we see a lot of this in these sort of new app-based solutions that people are having where... Yeah where their, their app allows them to turn the card on and off, it yeah. allows them to yeah. change their spending limits, yeah. Uh, yeah. they can manage other cards on the program. On the same like program, exactly. So, but that goes even beyond that, Robert. So what I think is, this is, yes, there is a lot of uh, automation on the customer and what they can do on app. But then what is taken even further is the actual customer service all done in app through the use of AI. When you're thinking you're writing or talking to a real person mm-hmm. but actually it's it's an AI all it's, it's all automated it can't fully replace humans I don't think I think there will always be an element in certain 
services in peace that will require human interaction, which I think should stay. However, it allows to service a wider number of customers quicker, which is so what would get a better yeah. user experience. Yeah, I mean, I, I was going to say that how I've always seen it is, is prepaid's almost been this kind of incubator. It's almost this experimental ground. You know, we've seen it with the likes of, you know, Monzo doing a prepaid proposition. And then the bigger banks have actually looked at it and, and, and copied the things that they wanted. You know, Barclays now offer the ability to block, unblock card, yeah. switch off things. And do you see that trend continuing? You know, is this experimental ground before it kind of goes mainstream? I think so. I think the only caveat to that, I would say, is not necessarily about prepaid anymore. It's about this new set of player that move, it could, they could issue prepaid or debit, or some of them actually move directly into credit. So the solution that they're offering is becoming wider. And actually, I think that this trend will continue. Those new players experimenting, doing new things. And the reason why they can do this is obviously they are trying to challenge the existing way of thinking. And they are trying to attract new customer segments that feel more disengaged by their existing bank and try to get them engaged in, this, in, in the new payment proposition. Once big issuers see how they operate, then they obviously try to take some of those ideas. For a big issuer, the challenge is with a wide customer base, introducing anything new is, is harder and it takes longer and it's also more expensive. But it, I, that's why I think there will always be a role for call them fintech, call them new player, call them what you like. But those new issuers that try and do something new, I, mean, I think in 10 years time it will be the same. There will be space for them. And one of the things I, I think we've been spoiled being in the UK is we've seen a lot of these fintechs being born in the UK. Yeah. Are there areas in Europe that you're seeing kind of early pockets of growth? Germany, Italy, are there are there kind of any areas that right now you're seeing a lot of demand coming from? Or there's just a lot of news. I know yeah. that there's a lot of people getting licenses in Lithuania, yeah. Yeah. in Amsterdam, yeah. in Ireland as yeah. well. But in terms of from you, from having yeah. your ear to the ground, yeah. where are you seeing kind of noises around yeah. Europe? No, it's a, it's, a, it's a good question. And actually, I mean, a lot of the licensing applications are mainly driven probably by Brexit and the need to operate in That's now brilliant, because I said I wasn't going to say Brexit, but you did. But I said it, uh, and I'm Italian, so <laughs> I'm personally affected by it. So. So, uh, where in other parts, I have to say the UK is phenomenally advanced in this space. And I don't think there is any other European country that is... Uh, even close to the level of innovation that comes in the UK. Having said that, I think we are seeing some pocket of specific type of innovation coming from uh, maybe the Netherlands, for example, looking at commercial payments, less about consumer, more commercial payment. We see some company like Pleo is looking at new ways to sort of challenge the commercial payment industry. In some of the more uh, like either Western European market, I think is lower, Italy, France and Spain, I think they are still behind this level of innovation. And to your point, we are seeing some of the Eastern European or some of Estonia, Lithuania, some of the ex-URSS countries, which are coming up with new innovation. And actually, some of those markets are challenged, like in the UK, in terms of new thinking. So we see like digital banks coming up. And some of these digital banks now are looking to move into the UK. Obviously, the UK is already a, a quite a challenge market. What, so. what, about, what about Germany? Because, I mean, the whole idea of these overlay service providers, the, the third-party providers yeah. under PSD2, that was born out of, of Germany. Yeah, I think Germany, it's, it's probably a market which I'm, I'm a bit less familiar with. So I think that there are innovation. 
Germany's market where the license, the overall license piece is a bit harder. So yeah, yeah. I think they, they, some of those uh, issues probably struggle a little bit with, with the licensing piece. But I think there is probably compared to some of the other Western European market, Germany is, is definitely more advanced. And Robert, as you know, in Germany, they do face-to-face KYC, so yeah. you don't have a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny. But I think going back to this whole uh, startup and that, I think the, the next question. Uh, ah, yeah, okay. In the, in the bin. I lost this one, okay. So what exactly is the Start Path Accelerator program? And, yeah. and basically, how is it going? That's the question. But I don't actually know what the Start Path yeah, Accelerator no, no, it's, program it's, is. It's a good question. So the Start Path is a program that Mastercard created. Um, I, can't, I don't remember exactly when, but a few years ago. It's a global program that basically looks at every year, select a number of startups in all the different regions and helping them grow and accelerate. That doesn't necessarily re- involve investing in them. It's, it's not an investment platform. It's more a, a platform that says, okay, we select a number of startups in the payment space, not necessarily issuer. It could be issuer, it could be acquirer, it could be innovative solution that could be plugged in into a bank banking solution. And then we help them with connection, with advice, and we help them get to the next level. The idea is when a startup comes out of the Starpath program, they will have enough connection to stand on their own two feet and then grow into the, the business. Some of the known probably startup companies that came out of Starpath are, for example, Revolut came, came out of Starpath, and they're obviously now a large issuer. But as I said, it's not just about issuing, it's about the whole payment ecosystem and how can we help them. So. In your your role now, which is as I say, fintech and EMI, what what sort of new things are you you seeing that are, are exciting you? What, what what when you wake up in the morning, you think oh, I can't <laughs> wait to get into the office because this this is happening. Yeah, are, are there some stuff out there that you're thinking, wow, this is this is where the future is. Yeah, I mean, I can speak from the issuing perspective because that's where where I'm I'm mainly involved in. But I think what I'm seeing is really. Those issues, I know we call them challenges because they are real challenges. So they challenge the, the thinking and they challenge the, the status quo of Mastercard, but also of the consumer out there. We are seeing, for example, more and more of these issues launching the, a metal card or, or like a premium card. It doesn't sound so revolutionary, but actually it is in a space where when we are thinking about the metal card six, seven years ago only, it was the American Express black card. And there was only really one or a few players out there in this space. Now we are seeing new players who, in theory, appeal only to a millennial audience, actually looking at how can we evolve our position and issue something which is different. But what is also exciting is that the, the metal card is not just the traditional premium card, taps into different areas of maybe cryptocurrency or t- trading, uh, trading shares. So the product proposition is evolving. The other piece which I obviously find exciting is this whole idea of... Uh, more and more consumers becoming comfortable with having their bank in an app. I mean, it's it, this is becoming quite the norm. It's not anymore the, the branch or the big banks. They are becoming comfortable in just that, that approach, and that's their main primary relationship. It's not widespread as some of those, those issues would like, but it's, it's getting there. And obviously, when I think about what, what next step is, okay, while it's great to have your initial maybe current account and a card in an app, what is next? How, how, what other financial service can be built into this ecosystem? That, that's what I think is going to be exciting to see. And do you, do you see, I mean, eventually the, the, the cards disappearing and, and the, the mask cards still being there providing the tracks for, for making payments, but 
it being a, a totally different world out there where yeah. like the the shops that, that they're building that you can just walk into and uh, they, they take a payment off the account but it has to go on a rail somewhere yeah. to do that yeah I, th- I think that's that's exactly it so the card is a vehicle to provide the payment you don't need the actual piece of plastic it could be all through just a completely digital digital ne- network and that's what mastercard is building but mastercard is a, is a rail that the vehicle on top of the trail could be anything that the ecosystem allows. Exactly. And and the, the rail are, are there to ensure compliance, are, are there to ensure that there is a unique set of standards and, and rules to drive that vehicle and the payment. But the payment it doesn't have to be the card. I mean, you look at what we are doing with Paper Bank App, for example, which is our app for account-to-account payment. This is scaling in the UK and is, I think we'll see some exciting things happening in 2019. So that's is that a bit like Mastercard Cash? Is it that well, that's that's a Mastercard, yeah, payment account to account. So it doesn't come with a card. The card is completely is inexistent. It's not a card. It doesn't run on the card rail, and it's actually something that hopefully we'll see the UK get. And, you, and you're seeing more and more of this coming through now, where it's because yeah. we were talking with Darren, wasn't we, about about the whole Uber revolution and yeah. Uber Uber Eats and things like that, yeah. where you take the the payment away yeah. from the actual transaction and. Yeah people just get their thing and, yeah. and they know it's been paid yeah. because it Mastercard's behind the scenes doing that. So exactly, that's exactly it. So it's around the, the actually, if you really think about it, probably as a consumer, you, you, you just want the payment to be as seamless as possible. Obviously, depending, the higher the value, the more you want to have control. But for the everyday payments, that's where we're moving towards. I mean, all the digital wallet, again, is the, making the payment more seamless. You don't need to carry around different cards. You just carry your phone and you pay for that. This is scaling, up, scaling obviously, in the UK. So, yeah, I mean, in MasterCard, our goal is to make all of this happen seamless. By the way, the interesting thing about you said about the metal card is they're still doing contactless payments, right? Which is yes. quite, which is very new because yes. there's been metal cards before, they but they couldn't do contactless. Yeah. So that's quite a, yeah. an innovation on its yeah. own. And exactly, and it's, it's, it seems like a small thing, but it's how technology can help you drive some of those initiatives. Contactless payment is about seamless payments. It's about seamless experience. So it, not having a mental card wouldn't be acceptable mm. nowadays. Mm. So it's it's how you leverage the, the technology and the evolution. Ah, yes, okay. MasterCard announced the launch of a new notification service that will warn people signing up for their free trial subscriptions when they're coming to an end. So this kind of thing, I mean... Yeah, where people just get hooked onto something and then then suddenly the payments are going to start coming. Yeah. And, the, and, and it's so hard to get out of those yeah. solutions. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So this is an example of consumers. where we are trying to make consumers more aware and help them manage their finance. So I think this is really exciting. And I, I thought it, it, as a MasterCard employee, you can sometimes look at things and think some of the things we do are quite business as usual. I think this is is a different to a different level. It's looking at a real pain point which I feel as a consumer all the time, where we sign up, how many things we sign up in a week that we don't even really realize because there is a free trial or something. And then we get hooked and then you see a bill coming through, you don't realize and the time wasted on it and the, the financial implications sometimes can be significant. By putting a rule that basically allow you to get notified and then to stop that free trial through 
the master carail, that's, that I think is very and powerful. Is this something an opt-in or will this automatically apply to all customers? How will it work? I can't speak about the detail, to be honest. I'm not into the detail. Normally we work with the card issuer to deliver that service. That's how Mastercard normally applies the service. From my understanding, it's something that we, is going to be a mandate through our bulletin okay. system. So I guess the next one you should have on your, on your radar is probably dynamic currency conversion. Yes. You know, we have so many customers is, always yes. being confused. And what I find is, you know, I'm from the payment space, but yes. when I actually read it on the screen, it has double negatives. Yes. So it's actually so confusing. I don't actually know if I'm doing it or yeah. I'm not doing it. And yeah. are there any plans to tackle that? Yeah, so I, I think it's been already agreed. We are basically forbid DCC, dynamic currency conversion. And this, I agree with you, it's an extremely painful and financially negative experience for the customer. And we are uh, stopping it. And I, I now, having started my new role, especially in the old prepaid world, this is a, a huge challenge for our prepaid issuer, which becomes a, also obviously a huge challenge for the customer. So for, this will be forbidden. And I think our stand will be quite strong for people who don't mandate on this space because because of the financial impact to customer. I was offered a potential DCC when I was in Rome on my UK card and I remember being shocked at the amount they would have charged me if I wanted the transaction to, to go through in pounds instead of euro. It was, it was insane. And so. what's even more confusing is I could get a euro currency card in the UK and then when I'm using it in Euro land, it's asking me for dynamic currency conversion yes. because they because see it they as a UK domestic UK card. card. Yeah. But it's so all these like, will, so, be, yeah. will be stopped. Right, obviously. right. And obviously as Mastercard, we play a part. We need to work with our issuer and our acquirer. When we decide to stop something, people expect that this happen immediately. There is a time, but normally the way we work is we look at the biggest impact and we start from that and we start from those players and then move across so that it becomes an hopefully an industry-wide uh, right. movement or decision. So if there's a core message that you want to get out to the fintech market, you know, the general kind of industry, what would be your message in terms of, you know, what is must, what's why your must plans go? going forward with these why? things? And, and I warn you that we have nearly <laughs> seven, eight, nine, sometimes even ten listeners. So yeah, that's great. You so, know, they, yeah, they're going to be calling you straight it's away. It's massive. Okay. <laughs> no, listen. So for me, first of all, a message to, to the fintech is think about what the consumer wants and develop something the consumer wants. So if there is consumer demand out there, you'll be successful. And, and that's what I think is it's important. Not, don't, there are lots of ideas out there, but I think the one that really works are the one that give something different to the consumer that is not out there in the market. And if that's the case, we want to partner with, with those with those fintech. We want to work with them because we feel that there is benefit to, to deliver the solution through MasterCard. Why MasterCard? Well, we work with the majority of the fintechs out there, but the commitment that I share with everybody that works with us is that through me and my team, we will try and make this happen. We will try and, and give the best possible chance for every fintech to be successful. So that's really a commitment for me and my team. So you're now fintech and EMIs. Does that mean you're doing prepaid, debit, credit? Any credit? product, yeah, any okay. product. So right. it doesn't matter. It's not about the product. It's about 
where the company is on their journey. So right. any company we want to start or they want to work either with Bing Sponsor or issue directly, they come to us and we help them put them in touch either through our Bing Sponsor network or through becoming a MasterCard issue. So how should they get in touch with your team? Are, are there events they go? What, what's the best way? Yeah, so we, we, we normally attend the majority of the larger events, Fintech Connect, Pay360, Pay Expo. So we are there either in the form of having speakers or having a stand, it depends, or just get in touch. So Eduardo Volta, and if they get in touch with me, I will put them in touch with my team and, and start from there. Okay, brilliant. No, that was great. I mean, I, I, there was one thing we did touch on briefly with with Darren that I, I, I is a big passion of mine. The, the whole the whole crypto space. You did refer to it earlier as well in, in when something you were saying. Uh, what is what is Mastercard's current stance on that? No, that's that's a very good question. Thanks, Robert. So on the crypto side, so. We have been more conservative in that space, I have to be honest. And we are looking at program by program what we can do. So the feedback we've received, and being completely honest, is we have been a bit slow at reacting, and that's something we are changing. Obviously, there is a level of nervousness around crypto, and we need to be mindful of that. So our goal is to really keep payment safe. And that's why we, we have been a little bit more careful around allowing certain crypto program. What I would say is that our attitude is changing. We're becoming more open. And what I always say to my customer, if, is if there is an opportunity in crypto, come and talk to us. We'll, we'll look at the program. We'll get our compliance team to look at the program and then make sure that it's a viable program and, and, and it's uh, something meaningful for the consumer. We'll, we'll all hopefully have. And, and are you building up any expertise within, within your team on that so that you're not so naive in what's going on? The, that's definitely something we are doing. So my team obviously are documenting and we're going through training on, on that space as well. So we just uh, completed a training at the end of last year on all things digital, which included crypto and there was a session on crypto. But that's important. But what we are building expertise internally as well is on the franchise and, and compliance team. All of those internal teams that need to provide the approval. What are the different approaches to crypto? What does it mean? If it's a crypto program, is it is it a program that just relies on crypto? Or is it a program that allows to buy and sell crypto? There are different type of, of products. So our team is the way in, but we need more education internally as well. And I'm seeing that evolving. I don't think we're there yet. So again, being completely honest, I think there is work to do. But also the crypto world is so new that it's changing quickly. So we need to keep up with all those changes. And within that, we heard that MasterCard are filing some patents now in relation to yes, blockchain. Yeah. Is that towards crypto or is that more to do with generically trying to use blockchain for payments? Honestly, I don't know. I know we are, I think, the third largest blockchain patent holder in, globally as a company. So I think that shows our commitment. interest and yeah. our commitment to grow in this space. I have to be honest, I don't know how many of them are crypto, specifically crypto related. Blockchain in the payment industry, for sure. And it's mainly being done, headed off in the US. So the you US are the so main driver. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Exposure in the yes, UK to correct. it. Correct. So the good thing is you answered the, exactly the same answer as what Darren did. And just so you know, the way Robert... Although, uh, I thought he was more eloquent, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Well, I was and with a better accent as well. Yeah, He's taller as well. <laughs> hey. Hey, I like Darren because I'm taller <laughs> than him. <laughs> <laughs> I can't the only say that in the people. entire industry. <laughs>
I was going to say what what Robert does is he asks people the same question in the same organization seven eight times yeah. until he gets one different answer. answer. So we'll keep asking so, people. Yeah, we we'll keep, keep asking, asking the <laughs> So we'll make sure yeah. that we answer the same way. Exactly. On that note, I want to thank you. Thank you, you very much, guys. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Pleasure to thank see you. you. Thank you very much. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Thank you.